Hallelujah. Before we get into the word of God, just join me in a brief word of prayer. Heavenly Father, uh, it is an honor and a privilege to uh, preach your word, Lord, and um, to just be one of those imperfect vessels that are used to used by you, Lord. And, and Lord, uh, let the let the word go forth, Lord, and and reach the ears and hearts of all who hear it, Lord. Uh, despite the imperfection of the messenger, Lord, we know we can trust in the perfect law of liberty. We can trust in the word of God that it will accomplish that which you sent it out to accomplish. And so uh, we know it's the word of truth. Uh, let your word come alive and be quickened within us, Lord, uh, that we might uh, study it, that we might commit it to memory, meditate on it, study it, and uh, and and and, and implement it in our lives, Father God, um, that we might be the light that you have called us to be in this dark and dying world, um, that we might, by your grace and by your power, in the name of Jesus, snatch some out of darkness and bring them into your marvelous light. And Lord, uh, let all be done to your glory and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Uh, I would ask you to turn your Bibles to 1 John chapter 4 uh, this morning. We'll start in the 7th verse. Uh, more specifically, verses 7 through 12. And uh, I'm going to talk about love this morning. When you hear the word love, that communicates a lot of things these days. Um, just watching TV with my wife yesterday and watching with my daughter, Bethany, at a different time. And, uh, you know, it's amazing during these commercial breaks, there's a lot of messages about love and what it looks like and, and what it means. And, and we'll see an eHarmony commercial come on, right? And eHarmony is the, is the way to, to find and get love, you know? And, you know, to their, they don't define what love is. They just tell you you can get it. You can make those connections. Love can, you know, love can be that uh, eros or, uh, or erotic love. It can be familial love that brotherly love that is spoken about. But the love we're going to talk about today is that God kind of love. It is agape love. Because that is the love that God has called us, called us to. That's the love he is. That's true love. And that is the love we should be Growing in. I'll just start. Verse 7. Beloved, let us love one another. Now you can substitute the word agape in for every one of these. Let us agape one another. For agape love is from God. And whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God. Because God is love. 
In this, the love of God was made manifest among us, that God sent his only son into the world so that we might live through him. In this is love. In this is love. Not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God abides in us and his love is perfected in us. I bet each and every one of us here at times has has fallen in love. Well, maybe not everybody. You'll get there if you haven't gotten there yet. But we have certain feelings that we associate associate with love. Sometimes we feel like we love someone. Sometimes we feel loved. But, you know, it has to be deeper than feelings because sometimes the very people that we love, we don't feel like loving them. Come on now. And the very people that we know love us, sometimes we don't feel loved by them. Right? And if we went by feelings, oh my goodness, we would all be a wreck. How many relationships or marriages, right, are torn, torn asunder based on feelings? And this love that we're going to talk about today is not a feeling love. Now, it's not absent of feeling, but, but, but it's a very, it's a very intentional choice, a, a, a very intentional choice. Love is a choice. It's a choice to be committed or devoted to someone, even at the cost of oneself. It's a commitment to love you through the emotional turmoil of feelings and the hardships of life. It is a love that is there and will always be there regardless of your imperfections, your faults, whether times are good, whether we are thriving together or sinking together. I'm committed to you. You know, we have a God that loves us in spite of ourselves, right? We have a God that knows everything about us, even the stuff we keep sweeping under the rug. But he loves us with an unquenching love. You know, it encourages me to know that God loves me the same when I'm feeling good about myself than he does when I know I've messed up. His love doesn't waver with my performance. His love doesn't waver with my emotional state. He is constant. He's a rock. He's unchanging. All right? So that's agape love. And so in these verses that we've read, I want to point out a few notes that I want you to take note of. 
Again, love, agape, is from God. It's, it says here, it's from God. So God is the source of this agape love. We want to know how to love. We're going to have to connect with the source. God is the source of this agape love of which I speak today. Next note, our ability or capacity to agape love comes from God. It tells us love is from him. Whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. So it lets you know he's the source of it. Apart from God, we do not have the ability or the capacity to walk in this kind of love. It is only in a committed, connected relationship with him. That love that he that he only can deposit in us. If we don't have it in us, we can't dispense it. Right? And so, so God is the source of this agape love, and our ability to love in this manner comes from him. And this agape love going on down, the agape love of God was made known to us in that he sent his only son into the world so that we might live through him. So he exemplified this agape love to us through the giving of his only son. So that through his son we might live. John 3, 16 and 17 say this. Uh, many of you can quote it. You can, you can quote it as I read it. For God so agape or loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world but in order that the world might be saved through him. Romans 5 verse 8 says this, but God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. That's agape love. He didn't wait for us to get right. He'd still be waiting if he was waiting on that. Because not one of us can get right on our, on our own. We all need God in us, working in us to get us right. What he needs is for us to humble ourselves before him and, and, and acknowledge that we are sinners in need of a Savior and that Christ Jesus is that Savior and surrender our lives to him, right? And as we do that, the spirit of the living God comes to dwell in us. He'll convict us of sin and all unrighteousness, and he'll lead us into all truth. He begins the work, a sanctifying work in us that, that helps us walk in the light, that helps us live a life. That glorifies God. We can't do it on our own. Are you hearing me? So God agape us. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us, knowing that many would reject him and thereby condemn themselves to an eternity without him which grieves his heart to no end. But he died to give us all a chance. 
And the Bible says that for the joy that was set before him, he endured it. He endured the cross, despising its shame. He was willing to go through shame. He was willing to be beaten beyond recognition. He was willing to be pierced. He was willing to be nailed to that old rugged cross and and to suffer the indignity. This is the king of kings and the lord of lords who died like a common criminal. And God so loved the world. Sometimes, man, we, we, we need to tunnel that thing down. We need to break it down. God so loved the world. Yes, he loved the whole world. But God so loved you. And you, and you, and you, and me. God loved each and every one of us individually, so loved us that he sent his only begotten son for us. And we need to personalize it. God so loved me. In all of my imperfections, he so loved me that he gave his only begotten son for me. Jesus so loved me that he willingly became the lamb of God that take away the sins of the world for me. Are you hearing me today? You have a personal Savior in Jesus Christ who loves you, agape loves you so much that he died for you even when you were lost in your sins. And even when you were lost in your sins, the Bible says the goodness of God leads us to repentance. There are, I don't know if you can, if you can put your finger on it now, but there are times in your life when you didn't know God. God had you marked. Situations that you were in that you didn't even think God could possibly be in, but he was there, and he was guiding your life. He was doing things that convicted your heart. He connected you with people who said some things that you needed to hear at a certain time in life, who were able to provide some needs for you that you needed provided for you at the time. He did things to sustain you, to give you more and more time to, to figure out that he was real and that he saw you and that he wanted you to be his and, and he wanted to be yours, right? He, he, he dealt with you until that, up until that time, that right moment where your heart was ready. And you, under deep conviction, by that same spirit that led you to that moment, finally bowed the knee and recognized that you couldn't do it. You realized, even if you didn't have a father in your life like I didn't, that God was fathering you all along. And that's how much he loves you. Even though you had not yet committed your life to him, he began to work in your life to bring you to him, to that moment of salvation. In that moment where you'd be healed of the issues of life that plagued you and burdened you and, and, and pained you, that caused you to erect borders and walls in your life to try to protect those sensitive parts of your heart. Walls that were put up 
for your safety, but ended up being your prison. He broke those walls down by his love, his grace. He broke your walls down and came in and ministered salvation to you. Those of you who know him know what I'm talking about. And if you don't, I pray today that you will come to know him and his salvation today. That you will give your heart to him because he loves you. Another note on this uh, passage, it says very directly in verse 11. If God so loved us, shouldn't we love one another? If he agape us, shouldn't we agape one another? He says, we ought to bless others. Well, this is my wording. We ought to bless others with the same agape love that we have received from God. A love that goes beyond what you feel in the moment. A love that goes beyond you getting something out of the deal. A love that's, that's deeper than some kind of bartering exchange. It's a love that sacrifices for the good of someone else. Greater love has no man, that has no one than he who lays down his life for a friend. It doesn't mean you have to literally die in order to prove your love. But it does mean you have to die to self in order to walk in agape love. You have to die to self. In that moment when someone has really triggered you and you want to give that person a piece of your mind, are you going to give way to the flesh and what it wants to do? Or are you going to die to self in obedience to God and realize that I am a vessel of honor fit for the master's use? I am an ambassador for Christ. Lord, Lord, I need a moment. Take a moment, encourage yourself in the Lord, and say, Lord, as an ambassador of Christ, Lord, deal with my heart right now. I want to represent you well in this moment. And I, how do I love this person with the agape love of God in this moment of conflict? If we would take that moment and and, and make ourselves available to God in the hardships of those moments so that God can speak to us through his word. His Holy Spirit will remind us. If you spend time in his word, the Holy Spirit will remind you. But what we've got to do is turn to God. God, there is a thing I want to do here. There's a thing I want to say here. But my life is not my own. I've been bought with a price. And you, agape, loved me while I was still a sinner. And I ought, the Bible says, I ought, to, I ought to give out the same agape love that I received from you. So, Lord, give me the grace and give me the, give me the ability to do so. Give me the grace to do it and, 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 and show me how. It starts with a choice. 
in that moment, you've got a choice. Whether you're going to love at the agape love, in the agape love way, or if you're going to do something less than that. And so I would ask us each today to evaluate where we're at in our willingness and our capacity to love. Are we, you know, this is not a condemnation. This is a, a, a self-assessment, right, before God. God, where am I? Is my love agape love? Am I, is that my target? Has that been what I've been trying to obtain or achieve in my love? Or have I held myself to a standard somewhere below that? Am I willing to love only when I'm going to get something out of the deal? That may be, that may be called love in some circles, but it's not God's love. And it might even help you. You know, if you want to know if someone loves you, well, you know, uh, someone could love you the best way they know how to love you. So I won't, I won't be dismissive because we, apart from God, we can, we, we can only do what we know to do. And what we know is going to fall far short of what is needed. But this is the love of God, and we ought to, people ought to see us within Christian circles, they ought to be able to see the agape love of God on display. So if some the people who can't see God, they sure can't see us. And if we're representative of God, then what they're seeing, you know, transitive property, what they're seeing, they're going to assume that is what God is. And so the objective for us is to make sure that what they're seeing is a true representation of who God is. And I tell you what, if we walked in agape love, that would be peculiar enough to get attention because it's not the norm. It's not... It's, it's not the experience for most people, right? And yet, that is, and yet the heart of God is that it be so. Amen? So we ought to bless others with the same agape love that we've received from God. As born-again believers in Christ, we have the capacity to agape one another due to the presence of the Holy Spirit working within us. I want you to go to Ephesians chapter 3, starting at the 14th verse. And Paul says, For this reason I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his Spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. But in verse, but in verse 16, according to the riches of his glory, 
he may grant you to be strengthened with power. Strengthened with power. Okay, how does that happen? Strengthened with power through his spirit. The word is spirit working in your inner being. The spirit of the living God that you receive once you have received Christ as your Lord and Savior. And he told his disciples before he left that he would not leave them orphans. He would not leave them alone. He would not forsake them. But he said, I must go so that the Holy Spirit can come. And when the Spirit comes, he's going to be in you. He's going to convict you of the world of sin. He's going to lead you into all truth. Right? So the Holy Spirit begins a work in us, a sanctifying work in us. And he's, go- he- he's going to do whatever is the will of the Father in our lives so that Christ may be formed in us. Are you hearing me? And one of the things that has to be formed in us is the agape love of God. The Holy Spirit works in our inner being to give us the capacity, the ability to love in this way. So we cannot afford to have the cannot, I cannot attitude. Yes, Don't tell me you can't love in that way. Yes, you can. You can because the Holy Spirit inside you enables you to. We're not what we used to be. The old you is dead. There is, there is a new you in Christ Jesus. Like I said last week, you're not just a sinner saved by grace. You are redeemed of the Lord and beloved of God. You are a son and daughter of God. And so, uh, Romans 5 verse 5 says this, And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts. See, this love has been poured into you. Now, we've got to give way to it. We've got to surrender to it. We've got to allow it to grow uh, grow in us. But it says that God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. So God's love, the agape love of God is in you through the Holy Spirit. We've got to allow it. We've got to give it space. We've got to allow it to be manifest in us and through us. That the love of God that's in us comes out of us, which means we're going to have to do some chastising of the flesh. Because too often times, the flesh wins, right? There There is a war going on inside of each and every one of us. This might help some of you because if you're wondering, you know, does anybody else... You know, whatever pastor says and whatever the worship team sings about, that stuff sounds great. But, man, real life is real life. Monday through Saturday, I got some real challenges. And I don't, I don't particularly want to do what the Word of God said I ought to do. Well, Paul does speak of that. That there is the flesh doesn't want to doesn't want to cooperate with the things of the spirit, right? There is a there is a conflict between what the spirit wants to do and the flesh wants to do, right? And and, and that battle is going to have to be won by the spirit. We're going to have to yield to the spirit of God and where the spirit of God wants to lead us, 
according to the will of God. And oftentimes, the simple truth is that it's a choice, and we often make the wrong choice. There's a choice there for us to agape love God and obey what his word says. But we often choose something less than agape loving God when we choose to give way to the flesh or to do things that other people or society might look at and say, well, you know, I see how you got there. I understand. You know, I would have done the same thing. And we might find comfort in that, but if it's against God, we need to reject that and repent before God. Are you hearing that? All right? So, so we, in those moments, we had to look at them in that way. When I am tempted to do what I know the Word of God says don't do, that is not the time for me to get into more relativism and for me to uh, uh, justify, well, if the person hadn't done that, then I wouldn't be tempted to do this. I'll, Lord, forgive me in advance for what I'm about to say or what I'm about to do. Right? You chose something less than agape love because we're, 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 we're taking advantage of the grace of God. Because I know he'll forgive me, I'm going to do this. But I'm going to sure hang my head low and feel sorry when I go to God and ask for forgiveness. Can I pre-order a 1 John 1, 9, Lord? I, I don't want to make light of it, you know, but, but we have to see those situations for what they are. There's an opportunity, a choice before us, an opportunity to agape love God or to fall well short of that. And my challenge for each and every one of us here today is in those moments to choose to agape God, the one who agaped us when we were still sinners, the one who continues every day to agape us. Do you know, do you know that Jesus is, uh, is at the right hand of the Father interceding for us every day? And he does not relent. Even the sins you repeatedly commit, the ones you've come to him and, and asked for forgiveness over and over and over again, a hundred times or more, and he come to him, and you're repenting, and sometimes you say, I won't do this again. I, I mean it this time. I'm not doing it again. He knows you're going to do it again. And he still forgives you, and he's still ever interceding for you. Right? Because that's the depth of his love for us. Right? He's committed to us. He's devoted to us. It's not, it, it, it's not he's not halfway in. Right? And so he's inviting us to be all the way in with him that way as well. All right? So let's see him for the choice that it is. All right, so we'll back up. Verse 16, according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being. Verse 17, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. Christ wants to dwell in your hearts. You know, there's two ways that that word can be interpreted, but here, all that matters is one. He wants to take permanent residence. Permanent residence in your heart. 
This doesn't call your salvation into question. You, when you have believed in your heart that Christ raised Jesus from the dead, when you confessed him as Lord and Savior, and you've received him for who he is, the only begotten Son of God, Lamb of God, that died on the cross for our sins. He's Lord and Savior of your life. When you, you have, when you profess that and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you're saved. You're saved. And, 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 and let there not be any doubt in your mind, because the enemy will try to pr- produce some doubt in there. Let there not be any doubt in your mind that you're saved. But you've begun a journey. You've begun a walk with the Lord that, that, that goes on into eternity. And you start off with him as a babe in Christ. And his goal for us is to mature. He was to perfect us, to mature us in him. Right? And he wants to dwell in our hearts richly to that aim that he may ground us and root us in his truth, in his love, in our relationship with him. And mature us in our walk with him. Amen? So that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may have strength to comprehend with all the saints What is the breadth and length and height and depth and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge? You know, God's love surpasses knowledge. It's past fully understanding. You know, some of it is a mystery. Some, you know, some of it is just mind blowing. But he's revealed to us the nature of his love. That he is fully committed, fully devoted. And every time there's a choice, he chooses you. He chooses to love you. And he wants us to grow in that. He wants us to be Christ-like in our love of him and others. Um, I want to make a reference real quick, uh, and I'll get in close to drawing to an end here. Romans, going back to Romans 5, this time verse 5. Uh, as a matter of fact, I apologize. The first time I referenced Romans, it should have been eight. But I said, but I said five. I'm sorry. But uh, uh, I'll repeat verse five. <laughs> but God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. So if you know Christ, His Holy Spirit has been deposited into you. The same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. And when that Spirit, when the Holy Spirit was deposited into you, you know, included with it was the agape love of God. So inside you resides the agape love of God. And God wants you to pour it out. He overfills you with agape, and he wants you to pour agape out into the lives of others. Because he wants to love others through you. Are you hearing that? And 
sometimes certain scriptures get quoted oftentimes and uh, without it being in the context of the passage that it's included with. So I want to conclude with what amounts to a doxology um, here in this chapter of Ephesians uh, 3, verses 20 and 21. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all we ask or think, according to the power at work, where? Within us. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Now, keep in mind he's talking about this in the context of agape. He's telling us that God is agape. God is the source of agape. That God sends his spirit to dwell within us and in so doing poured his agape in us. And he's telling us that we are to agape one another. And he finishes after saying that with now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think. You might think that that's a hard task. You may think that that's impossible. There are some people that may be impossible to love as far as we're concerned. I want you to know they're not impossible to love because God loves them. And he's calling you to love them as well. That might require some some soul searching and some forgiveness on your part, a commitment to obey God and forgive. Like I said, it's a choice. And oftentimes, a choice has to be made regardless of how we're feeling. The right choice. And I'm telling you what the word of God says, that he is able to do far more abundantly than all we ask or think. He's able to do more than you think possible. And what we have to decide is, again, are we going to agape or are we going to demand something out of the deal? Right? Uh, is it, it can, can we choose, do we have the capacity to choose to love someone who hasn't repented yet for what they may have done to us? Do, do we have that capacity? I tell you what, if you're a born-again believer, it's an obvious yes. We have that capacity. The question then before us is, do we have the will <laughs> to make that choice? Do, do we have the want to? Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. If you love me, choose to agape me. And so my challenge for us is to choose to agape him. If we love him, let's do what he says, though it hurts. Yeah, that person ticked me off. Hopefully I can say that on Facebook Live. That person ticked me off. So I'm going to give myself license. I got to get a few things off my chest. No, no, no. First thing is, a choice to agape God. And out of that agape of God, then we're going to agape the person.
who offended us, hurt or hurt us, or, 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 or whatever. We're going to have to stand up, stand strong. There's many causes that that, that, that we are called to stand strong in and societal ills and all that. But I tell you what, you better first get to standing strong, right, uh, uh, on behalf of the inner man and, and so that the inner man can die to self and stand strong in walking in the things of God and walking in obedience to God in our personal lives. Not making excuses, but seeing it for what it is, calling it what God calls it. And if it isn't in obedience to God, then repenting and bringing ourselves into obedience of God, agapeing him. And to that effort, when we make that choice, realize it's not going to be in our own strength. The Holy Spirit in us is doing a work and will, and will help us. He's able to do more, far more abundantly than all that we ask or think according to the power at work within us. Thank you, Holy Spirit. To him be glory in the church. Let Christ be glorified in the church. I don't pastor every church, but he's going to be glorified in this church. Amen? Praise God. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, I trust in the work of God. I trust that each and every one of us in our own personal relationship with God, that, that, that you uh, are going to partner with God. You're going to surrender to his will and allow the Holy Spirit to convict you and to lead you into the truth that you hear. That's not something someone can make you do. That's got to be a choice, a personal choice to do it yourself. And so my prayer for each and every one of us today is to, to take the scriptures that have been shared today and, and, and the message that God has shared Take these scriptures and commit them, commit to carving out some time to dig deeper into them, to, to read those scriptures and allow the Lord to speak to you in uh, your, your own unique and personal way. So that you can hear God as to action steps that he would have you take to begin the process of maturing and growing in the agape of God. Amen? Praise the Lord. I'm going to ask you to stand. Hallelujah. Precious Heavenly Father, I lift up your wonderful people, Lord. Father God, this sanctuary is filled with people who, who love you, who surrendered their hearts to you, and, and they are filled with gratitude and thanksgiving for the salvation that they have in you, Lord. And Lord, messages like this aren't a, aren't a condemnation, aren't a, a tearing down, but it is a lifting up, a lifting up 
the truth of God's word, lifting up the standard for us to aspire to. And Lord, I thank you for for stoking that fire within each of us to aspire to love not as the world has taught us to love, not not just as even as we have learned to love in our own homes if it falls short of your agape, but, but to light a fire into us, Lord, to strive to agape, to agape you and to agape others. That's a love that every heart is crying out for. That's a love that every addict, uh, every abusee, every hurting person, every foolish one that keeps making bad choice after bad choice after bad choice, uh, every one of them, Lord, is seeking needing agape the agape of God and I pray Lord that at anyone who encounters anyone who's within the sound of my voice today that the people those people who come in contact with the those who have heard this message Lord that there'll come a time Lord that that when they encounter when they when other people encounter us they're going to get the agape love of God just oozing and pouring out of us. And, 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 and it's going to be so life-giving, so appealing that, that, that those people, hearts will break and they'll want to know the God that we profess. They'll want to know this Jesus who gave us the capacity to love in this manner because there is no love like this out there in the world. There's a lot of people who are looking for love, they say, in all the wrong places. My God, if they, are, if they wind up in the right place, let's make sure they get the love they're supposed to get. In Jesus' name. Father God, I thank you for every heart here, for the desire to glorify and honor you and to love you in spirit and in truth. And Lord, I declare over everyone here that they will walk in agape. I'm saying it right now that they do walk in agape towards you and to others in their everyday life. And they're going to grow in it. The seed has been planted. It's going to be watered. It's going to be nurtured. And it's going to produce fruit. That's going to win hearts to Jesus. And I thank you for it in advance, Lord. In Jesus' name, may everyone be blessed. And may you be glorified. Amen. And amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And